Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? I'm much better than I was last week. Much good. And I have to say, on the mend, um, lots of different medications. (laughs) And hopefully, this is going to blast it out of me. And I will be 100% back to me. That'd be nice. Good. Good. So um, how about you? You were having some stomach bugs. Are you doing okay? Uh, that was a, oh, that's, that's weeks ago. Yeah. Yo, yeah. Okay. That was only a, right. thank the good Lord, a 24-hour situation. No, no, no. I'm, that's long gone and, and hopefully forgotten. Yes. Um, good. What did I want to tell you? Um, so, Maybe you're feeling better because you have a new addition to your family. Well, that's true. That could be one reason, but I suspect it is because of the fact that More I have of the medical meds. <laughs> yeah, right. but However, why don't we tell everybody about okay. the Okay. Yes. So uh, my niece, Mara, who uh, was expecting her second uh, on Easter Sunday, actually um, had her baby on Wednesday of this week, and um, it was uh, three hours of delivery or uh, labor, and yay, it was wow. it was pretty good. And so um, she now has a, a new baby girl, whose name is Lo, yeah Lois Evelyn, and her big sister, who's now I think two and a half, is thrilled. And they just came home a little bit before, uh, as we're recording this, and she is very, very excited. But when you look at the pictures that um, that were sent, I suspect she has some misgivings about this. She's not quite sure. <laughs> Still, by looking at her face, like, oh, uh, maybe I was excited about the wrong thing. Yeah, for, exactly, because this child makes noise and cries and yeah, what I'm doing, yes. And uh, also I'm, it's going to take a lot of attention away from me. <laughs> and I, re- I remember when my brother Timmy was born, he, he, I don't know if he was colicky, <clears throat> but he was, cry, he, he was a crybaby. And 
he was like three years younger than me. And I remember uh-huh. telling my mother to send, take him back. Just take him back. I just wanted nothing, <laughs> nothing to do with them. Take him back. Well, so. I, I was only 14 months old when my sister was born. So I don't really remember anything about it. But, uh, but I know that there was uh, this obvious thing of always being in contention for attention from parents and grandparents and all the other relatives. And it was, uh, it was just weird to always grow up with this shadow, you know, and it was a funny thing. But I guess that's probably better than having been an only child, so to speak, for a period of time when you're aware of it and then having this interloper come into your yes. life. So, yep. you know, I, I, this will be interesting to see, but uh, we're, we're going to go down there for Christmas, Christmas, for Easter. Church. And, yeah. and it'll be very interesting to see the dynamic between the two of them. I know. I so love it. It's great. It was, and I'm so and happy that went, there's nothing like a newborn. I know. I know. They're they just, squeak, they squeak, and they're still so squinty. You know, they just, you, yeah. you know, they roll up and they just make those squeaky little sounds. They're just so sweet. Well, she's a little, a little pork chop. <laughs> she, how, how much she does she weigh? Eight, eight pounds, two ounces. Wow. And when That's you take good. a look at, at, yeah, when you take a look at her face and her, she's just all that little baby fat, the cheeks. Trouble ups, trouble ups. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. You're that's gonna have it. to send that's me a it. picture. Send me a I picture will. too. I will. I will. Uh, how but, cute! Yay. Um, so um, that's that was good. It's a good surprise because she was technically supposed to be born on Easter, and now that they advanced it a little, um, we're happy because they're home and we can go down there for Easter. So there yay. you go and see her. Yep. Talk about any a little uh, little um, sweet for Easter. Yeah. <laughs> She's it. Well, yep. and well, talk about my little sweet. My, speaking of that, like my kids were five yes. years apart, so Tommy yes. felt that way when Sean was born. Like he was happy, but yet I think he realized because he was five that yeah. you know, he was almost five. He was Sean was born six days before Tommy's fifth birthday. So you learn that, you know, you do, you learn that, Ooh, I'm no longer the center of attention. Now I have to share that. So yeah, mm-hmm. that, that happens. But speaking of um, the interloper that he is, Sean, we, we <laughs> went to visit him this past weekend. My sister, uh-huh. my cousin, Sharon, Sharon Laboutier, and my sister and I went to Beacon, New York, Lynn, and met Sean mm-hmm. for a couple hours because we won't see him on Easter. So um, we went Why? and had some dinner because he's going to a Bruce Springsteen concert on Easter Sunday. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Now, that surprises me that he would be a Bruce Springsteen fan. He's too young. Oh, yeah. And as, as a matter of fact, he just saw... Billy Joel the other day, he, he <laughs> went on Valentine's Day, they went, he and his girl went to Madison Square Garden and, and saw a Billy Joel concert. So right up my, well, he has to be because he's used to hearing that music blasting in his mother's uh, car and house, you know, True. all True. of that music. Mm-hmm. He kind of get used to it. But yeah, so mm-hmm. we went to see him. It was a nice day and um, we had a good time. So it was good, good to see him. Okay. That sounds great. Yeah. 
so that that was my pre-Easter uh, with the kids. So that's that's how it goes. Um, I went. So what are your plans? I think I can remember. I'm going to my brother Jimmy's for a while. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And he Jimmy lives not far from me, so I'm gonna take a scoot over. I already went to the store and got all my um, Easter candy. Went to Dunmore Candy Kitchen and Nibbles and Bits and got what I needed to bring to them because I didn't need to buy for anyone in my house. So I brought stuff for my nephews at Jimmy's because my niece is in L.A., so she won't be there, but Jimmy's four boys will. So um, mm-hmm. I got a couple things. And, of course, when I was talking to my sister-in-law, I said, you know, well, what do they like? And all of a sudden from the peanut gallery you hear, well, if you're asking me, chocolate-covered peanuts are my favorite, my brother. Oh. Making sure he slid in what he yeah. wanted. So, of That's course, okay. what did I do? Get him, get him some chocolate-covered peanut clusters. Yeah, mm-hmm. why not? Whatever mm-hmm. makes you happy, you got to do. <laughs> you know, I just I, I thought about that. That I, you know, I can't remember the last time that I had an Easter basket. You know, I and that's one of those things that I used to love to go in the morning on Easter Sunday and find out where did they hide the baskets. You know, and then oh, and then you hid all, they hid your baskets. <clears throat> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, not ours. Yeah, no, no. Well, they were, like, behind chairs or things, you know. Yeah, but still. It wasn't that that. hard. But then, uh, you know, I remember the Cadbury. uh, That Mm -hmm. was my most favorite Mm -hmm. thing was the Cadbury chocolates, and I love them. And so, of course, we'd we'd have, (laughs) we'd eat those. Of course, there wasn't really um, a nibbles and bits. There wasn't. Maybe there was a Dunmore well, candy kitchen, Hobbs, but my parents. Yeah, but not to the extent that you. That, that, do it now. I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, they were there. They didn't have retail stores like they do now, you know. So yes. you would just go to the store, go to the Acme, and you would get a bunch of things, and that the was Acme. it. <laughs> yeah, that's what it well, was. Yeah, they didn't. They, yeah, I would say that that was less of an adventure than it is now going to all these yeah. great chocolatiers and, yes. um, you know, what they have to offer. And, you know, they all, everybody has, which I love about our local um, chocolatiers, is that there's there's something better than the other or Simp or something that you like, Different. but you like, but you like them because, like, that's why I went. And I, I still have to run. Actually, I have to go to Gertrude Hawks to pick up something because I like something there better than I like the other. And so I, I like that because you can always get what you want and support each and every one of these um, mm-hmm. places, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah. So and I like that. Dun- Dunmore Candy Kitchen, the one. That used to be or is still over on, is it um, Davis Street? <clears throat> no. Well, Dunmore Candy Kitchen is right on Drinker Street in Dunmore. And then they used yeah. to have another one on Davis Street, but now it's down in the Bernie Plaza near ShopRite. They, oh, They okay. relocated from, from smart. Davis Street to Bernie. And that's, that's yeah. the one I went to, the one... And that natural woods, it's big, it's it's huge. Oh so, wow! Um, I have to go there. Yeah, 
they, you know, they serve coffee, and I guess, I guess they have music on Saturdays, and there's like a little seating area where you can hang out, and yeah, it's it was nice. It was a nice experience because the one in Dunmore is, you know, they have everything, but it's tighter. You know, the footprint is yeah. smaller. So. Yeah. And then, of course, we and, went to see Maggie and Jason over at Nibbles and Bits, and mm-hmm. um, they made at Nibbles and Bits they made their own marshmallow bunnies, like the Peeps, you know, oh, the little things. Yes. Well, they made, and they were little bunny heads, like just the head of the bunny with the ears. And there mm-hmm. were only a couple left, and I said, I love anything marshmallow. So I thought those Peeps and those little bunnies are my favorite thing. So I, I got a few of them, and they are, I, of course, I had to eat one because I had to see if it was with the marshmallow of taste. It was absolutely Quality control. Delicious. Yeah, absolutely delicious. So, but you got milk chocolate, right? Oh yeah, I I despise, oh. despise dark chocolate. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, but I didn't get really. I mean, I got a bag of nonpareils for me. Everything else yes. I got for the kids or and my housekeeper who just today I gave, got her an egg. You know, little things like that. Um, yeah. I got a, my sister-in-law another a bag of nonpareils. I got my brother that, and then the kids and a couple people going. I I got them some eggs because they're kind of nice when you give somebody a, like just a larger egg. And the one I got was peanut butter filled, and the other type I got was um, potato chip eggs. What? Yeah, they crunch up. <laughs> They crunch up potato chips and throw yeah. it in the chocolate and then form the egg. So then when you eat it, you're getting wow. the salt, sweet. Oh, yeah, delicious. Absolutely delicious. Wow. I would never have thought of that. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. And Nibbles and That's Bits and, and Dunmore Candy Kitchen have that. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then Gertie, dangerous. Gertie's eggs that they sell, like the couple bite eggs, they are, yes. they used to have it. I'm hoping when I go they still have it. Um, vanilla, or I mean, a marshmallow caramel. Oh. Chocolate covered, oh, no. yes. No. <laughs> Please, God, don't do this. <laughs> so there you go. It's all about about sweets. After this day, it's gone. I know. I I have a bag, and this is the truth. I have a box of of Stope, uh, speaking of another candy company, Stope uh, peanut butter chiffons in my refrigerator with Valentine's wrap still on it and a bag of gluten-free chocolate-covered pretzel rods that, they did for me at Nibbles and Bits, and they yeah. both of them are still sitting in my refrigerator, one from Christmas and one from Valentine's Day. Well, kudos because to I'd you rather you have, have the patience. Well, yeah, yes, I just don't do it with chocolate. If it were red licorice, it would be gone ah. in a minute, but I can't eat it, so here we go. Anyway, okay. we'll take a break and quit talking <laughs> about sweets so everyone isn't rushing to their nearest uh, and waiting instead of waiting for Easter, they're going to go a day earlier and eat eat it up. So we're going to take a quick break. You're listening this morning to the Laurie and Lynch Show. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden, and more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. 
This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to the Lori and Lynn Show, and I'm Lori Cadden, the owner of Lori Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans, and I am the managing director and certified financial planner with a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And this has been something that we rarely talk about, and we should, because it is something that has developed into quite a good following, but people don't know about it. So, big announcement. This radio show becomes a podcast, usually by Sunday evening. And it's available on odyssey.com. That's A-U-D as in David, A-C as in Charlie, Y.com. And that's who carries the podcast. But you can probably get it anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So by all means, everybody, go on there, listen to the podcast, share it with everybody. And if you so desire, which we'd love, Subscribe to it so that you get the newest one every week. Thank you. Announcement over. All right. There you go. Okay. So we're going to talk about something that Laurie and I discussed this a, a couple months ago. Um, when, when the movie first came out, it was 80 for Brady. And it was a story of, it's a real true story of five women who absolutely were in love with Tom Brady and they developed a fan club, and they actually then made it into a movie, but the movie did not star any of the original women. It starred, uh, let's see what their names are here. I got them all. Lily Jane, Sally, Rita, and Tom Brady actually showed up in this one. So it was Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Sally, what's Sally's last, uh, Sally Field, Mm-hmm. And um, Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there were four of them, and they, this is a story of how they all got to be fans of Brady and became very good friends. So it prompted the writers from AARP to talk to some other people who were rabid fans of something in their lives and continued to do so. 
And it's very interesting because some of them are things I would never even think about. But it's amazing that it, it's what keeps a lot of these people who are AARP members, so therefore we're talking about people over the age of 50, who, who so are in love with whatever this interest is, that it's what keeps them going. They, they go to concerts, they go to events, they binge watch things on TV. They're totally enamored of whatever this is. So, <clears throat> excuse me, here's, here's one that I thought was really pretty funny. Um, a guy named um, Azhar, A-Z-H-A-R, Pasha. He's 52 years old. He's a physician. And he lives in Meridian, Mississippi. And he said that his fan uh, obsession is with the Sopranos. And growing up in Pakistan, I learned about America through TV and films. Many, many people do. That's how they learn to speak English and whatever. But he said, mafia stories like The Godfather hooked me. I was fascinated by characters who could be both evil and sympathetic. When I moved to America at 24, discovering the Sopranos continued my education in American culture. But it also reminded me of home. Pakistan is afflicted with corruption, nepotism, backdoor deals, strategic favors. Seeing the same type of corruption play out in the U.S. felt strangely comforting. No matter where you are, greed and the battle for power appear. I also love the show because it's at odds with who I am. I'm an intensely polite person. Tony Soprano is the opposite. He's tough and brazen, and he tells it like it is. When a patient who is abusing drugs demands a painkiller prescription from me, I tap into my inner Tony to stand my ground. <laughs> it's really it's just fascinating. And then there's this other woman who's totally obsessed with Cher. And she's 54 years old from uh, Spokane, Washington. She said, my earliest memories are of Cher. My room was cluttered with Cher dolls. The biggest punishment my parents could give me was to ban me from watching Sonny and Cher. When I was a young woman, there were no other women in the media or in my own life owning their sexuality so unapologetically. And any of her supposed imperfections made me love her even more. Cher showed me that you can wear braces and still have people swoon. She's like the big sister I never had, even though we've never met. Standing behind the bar, she's a bartender, I imagine I'm Cher. She aims to entertain, but she doesn't take crap, and neither do I. And anyone who badmouths Cher gets kicked out of my bar. (laughs) Okay. And then there's another one that I think is like the the secret obsession of a lot of American women, especially. And that is the British royal family. This woman who is 62 years old from Boston, Massachusetts said, 
I've been a Royals watcher since the marriage of Diana and Charles in 1981. It was the fairy tale romance of the time, and I was simply swept up in it. Of course, and ended sadly. I watched Diana's funeral and was devastated. But I have seen her sons grow, marry, and have families of their own. On a torrentially rainy day, this past November, I waited for more than three hours to catch a glimpse of Prince William and Princess Kate at City Hall Plaza in Boston. Despite the weather and having to stand for hours, it was a thrill. My first time seeing the Royals in person in all these years. And she goes on to say about how wonderful they are. But, you know, it, it really amazes me that as Americans, we are still so obsessed with what is truly an anachronism in this world that nowhere else in civilized society uh, do we have a monarchy that has, still has so much wealth and so much power over its people, like the monarchy of England. It is amazing mm-hmm. to me that it still continues. Yeah. And I told you we've been watching um, The Crown. And, and it's just, it, it fascinates me that it's just something that it's, it's almost decade by decade in the last, I would say, the reign of um, Queen Elizabeth and how each decade brings challenges to the viability of the monarchy and the Labor Party challenging it, we don't need it. Then the others come in, the royalists come in, and they love it. And, and no matter where they go in the world, people still, like this woman, would spend three hours in the rain just to see them. Mm-hmm. And I, don't, I don't quite understand it, but it, it still amazes me that it, it, it exists, and every, with every subsequent generation, you see that it's chiseled away. As to its, as to its validity, relevancy, whatever it is, and I don't know. I just wonder how long will it be before there is no more monarchy, and under under whose reign will that happen? Will it be Charles? Will it be William? Will it be Prince George or whatever? I, I wonder. I just wonder how long it will go on. It's just an interesting concept, but one thing I know, people are still in love with them. I know. So yeah, you were talking about Springsteen and um, and Billy Joel, and there's still a bunch of others that I think everybody has their love of. If, in other words, if somebody showed up where I could go get tickets, there are those groups that I would go to see in a heartbeat. You know, one of them would have to be Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Absolutely love them as performers. Uh, the Doobie Brothers. Um, I don't know. Some I, It just it goes through my list. I remember when I was in my 20s, I absolutely adored Tom Jones. And I think I went to three of his concerts. 
And wow. it was the first time I ever went to a concert. But I knew every one of his songs by heart. And I think the fact that he was Welsh had something to do with it. Yeah, what's new, pussycat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, especially since my great-grandmother always told me that he wasn't Welsh. And I said, why do you say that? And she said, well, no self-respecting Welsh person would ever do the gyrations that he does. Oh, dear God. (laughs) Which is what made me love him even more, you know. But I I would say to her, I would say to her, no, I think he's... uh, He's the real thing. There you go. Yeah. So, well, anyway, uh, what's what's one of your obsessions? Who are some of the people you follow, people that you would just move heaven and earth to go see? Well, you know, I love, 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 love any of the gals and sex, sex in, in, the, in the city. So I love and I've, you know, watched all of them and I, I'm watching and just like that now. And I, I love all that. Like I, I get caught up in that stuff. And I, I, but I, as far as who and when, like I love, love, love John Travolta. And when I was a young kid, I went to the Pocono Playhouse and I saw him in the play bus stop with Anita Gillette and I waited in the back of the Pocono Playhouse and I met him in person, you know, when I was this real, real young kid. And of course I got his autograph on the playbill. and I don't know uh-huh. if I still have it. God only knows, but I was like obsessed and I still am. Like when he was Vinnie Barbarino and um, <laughs> welcome back Cotter. I mean that I just, yep. and to this second, I love him. He's doing that one of those phone commercials now and, I just, yeah. he's just one of those people that I just, I mean, and having met him as a young kid before he had, of course, the popularity and notoriety he has now, I just, but I, oh my God, he was always my guy. And he still mm-hmm. is. Like, he's just the guy that I would follow anywhere. And then, of course, any kind of music, like the Stones or the Who or the Eagles. And I did go yep. to see Don Henley. So, and mm-hmm. I saw Glenn Fry. Um, years ago with Tina Turner at the um, Allentown Fairgrounds. So I Mm -hmm. did, you know, I don't love a lot of big crowds and trying to work your way in. Depends on where it is, but I really don't mind going to Madison Square Garden. I think that's one of the best places. But, um, yeah, yeah, any of those things. And my next would be to see Billy Joel because he's like a, has a residence. um, He does like a residency at the garden i think he's back to once a month now it was prior to the pre-pandemic and then he stopped and now i think he's back so i do have to go and see that but yeah that that that's those would be the ones that i'd be a little closely linked to and 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 follow but okay. anyway well yeah so there you go so okay well we're going right. to take a break we have leah jenna Coples coming up next who's our guest expert from expert from ERA One Source Realty, and she'll be up next, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show.
Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitch and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com, and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. Business Banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to the Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity, my checking account. Uh, my payroll taxes, they take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity, don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans, and I'm certified financial planner and managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special events business. And with us today is our guest expert, Leah Janakopoulos from ERA, OneSource Realty. OneSource has about 100 agents or so in about six offices in 10 counties or so. Um, and lots going on in the real estate world. Leah's here as an expert and always gives us good information. Leah, thanks for joining us, and what are we doing? How are we doing with all this, um, what's happening with the world of real estate these days? So the world of real estate's actually all over. So a few things that are pretty interesting. <laughs> we were away at a conference in Vegas for ERA, our actual corporate company, and they are national and international. I was actually blown away at how many um, companies they've were able to acquire and be, um, make ERAs across the world, like Singapore, Argentina, Brazil, Bahamas, China, Russia. It's insane. So they're, it was pretty fascinating, but um, they kind of keep, obviously, international different from national just because clearly for a lot of reasons there's a different, um, different things going on. So the... Um, one table I got to sit at, it was a round table, and it was a mix of different brokers and managers. So I was, I was only in the brokers and management courses. So 
what my table consisted of two brokers from New York, a broker from Connecticut, myself and um, Sunita, and then two brokers from Washington and Idaho. So out by, like, obviously, when I say Washington, I don't mean D.C. I also mean Washington out west. So we're just talking about, like, you know, it, no matter where you are, it's obviously a changing market. 2021 was never going to last forever. Nobody, A, could keep up that pace, and we've said that forever. However, we haven't noticed a huge difference in a slowdown. And we have, we noticed the bidding wars. I, and I think I said this a couple weeks ago when we were all talking about this, that the bidding wars are not crazy like they were like 70, 30,000, crazy over. They're still going over. There's still properties that are hot that are going in a day, highest and best. You know, I, I had it going on all this week. Like, you know, it was crazy. I'd go show a house, no offers. Next thing you know, I'm getting an email, highest and best, Dubai, blah, blah, blah. You know, so it is still happening, especially in our area. We were talking about it. And the broker from Connecticut was like, oh, it's terrible. We still have no inventory. This is crazy. You know, they're kind of in a similar situation like us, so close to the city. You know, people want to live in the outskirts, that kind of situation. Same thing, obviously, in New York alone. People still want to live in New York. Um, so no matter what, and they were actually more so in that Westchester area. So they, again, within an hour of the city, people still want to live outside the city, close to New York, whatever. We're, we were all talking about the same thing. Believe it or not, we're all still a crazy seller's market with no inventory. Idaho and Washington are back to a buyer's market where they're getting offers 20, 30, 40, 50 below ask. Oh. Like, it's so crazy how wow. like, two different ends of the world really are. Mm. Wow. Right. Leo, does um, when, and I know this is true because I just heard from somebody else that somebody put a bid in on a property and they, they went way over the asking price. Um, and not only did I hear that locally, but I heard that in another area of the country. So I, I, I you know, it's kind of cool in a way that it is lasting this long, but like you said, nothing lasts forever and especially in this business. So when it comes to um, all types of other properties, like, the almighty investment uh, uh, units and, and properties and all that, how are they doing and do they tend to be the ones that people are doing that because they want it for the investment or is it more the single family that the, the slight overbidding may still be happening? It's actually a mix. Is it it's a mix? Actually, mm. It's a huge mix because um, you're still getting everybody that wants to get their hands on this market or investment purposes and there's people that need to move here or are upgrading or whatever it may be a lot of first-time home buyers again out there um so which is good the rates are down we're back to the low sixes high fives right now good mm-hmm. and how has it been leah after all this and everyone got nervous and we know it's never going back to 2008 but how have the banks been with people and some, you know, that may have a blemish or two on the credit and, and how would they with working to try to help the average person make sure they qualify for a mortgage to get the property? Like, are you seeing any, any um, um, issues with that or does that seem to be cool and most people are pre-qualified? Where, where does, where's that at now? How, what's that looking like? So, 
are you saying like are we seeing a lot of people going to foreclosures or are we seeing a lot of people getting approved? no not foreclosures but just people who yeah getting not getting approved after they go through the, the buyer whole process side. and then they the buyer side how how is that going with the banks good i mean so the lending laws really obviously tightened up for obvious reasons and you know what though it's better to be safe than sorry so mm-hmm. i mean it is easier that way but um it's Honestly, it's just more so like a lot of great lending programs out there right now, a lot of great different things going on, a lot of different, you know, I work with a few lenders and they have a lot of great things going on. It really is like a good, it's, there's a lot of opportunity out there. Let's, let's put it that way, depending on what your situation is. I just talked to my lender before and he was able to offer my guy a 5.8 rate. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Conventional loan. So, Leah, how about with with the home buyers and all this, you know, spring markets upon us, how, how's that going? Are more people, as far as the inventory, which I know we talk about that all the time, how, what's happening with that? Is that getting any better or now that it's spring or what's happening? No. <laughs> I wish I could say that. No, uh, great, great. I got, I got, I got three listings. <laughs> I had three listings this week, so I did have three that came on and honestly it's so funny I put them on I got third and more so you already know that's like one of the golden zip codes um and then I I think the seller is either going to block me pretty soon or he's either laughing because I think I'm texting him every hour I got another showing I have another showing I have another showing because it's a multi-unit so one unit is vacant one has a tenant so I have to keep letting him let the tenant know and um, so I've always, obviously, he's not going to block me. I'm sure he's thrilled. But it is pretty funny because I have to keep texting him, I think, every half hour so far the last couple of days to be like, oh hey, my by God. the way. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, like, wow. By the way. Yeah. So definitely. Oh, my. All, all good. All good. Definitely, for sure. No no complaints. And then, Lee, was- the other thing that. Go ahead, Lynn. Go ahead. I'll, no, I'll Lee, wait. Laurie, I was just going to say that was my question about the spring market because I noticed in the development here where I live, two signs popped up last weekend. And it's just kind of okay. like, okay, it's April. It's spring market time. I just wondered yes. if that did make a difference locally because it generally is a good time for people to start listing. But I guess not. It's just an ongoing market. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and that's and, what they said at that conference we were at, which they bring in experts for it, which I love, and, you know, they give us a quarterly update, which I think is great. And it just so happens that for two of them, we're always away at a conference because the first conference is usually September, October. The other conference is always um, the second qu- at the end of the first quarter, so, you know, right before that busy season, they like to do it. And uh, they give us, like, a little general update, and they bring in these people, you know, um, economists and experts that know everything. Um, and they actually gave us the stats, and the stats were that they don't see prices dropping much. Like, they just think prices are going to stabilize and stay where they're at, especially for the rest of 2023. But what they did say is, I find this pretty interesting, that the real, a lot of the realtors that got into it are going to get out. They said about more than a quarter will end up getting out of it. Yeah, well, Why? That's gonna, that was, well, let me just say this. this. That was going to be my next question. How, because we're always about in this business recruitment, recruitment, recruitment. 
So I was going to say, how are you, how, what are you seeing with new people or people in general in the business staying in it? Where are they and what does that look like? And, and, and then to your point then, to, and then what Lynn said is, what is the reason or didn't they give a reason? Um, so they, yeah, no, they did. They gave a reason. They said that there's a lot of them that aren't going to be able to ha- handle it because they were so used to the going, going, going constant of like all that. And I, yeah. I see it now. I, I see it with a few agents. I see them getting testy or, you know, like not like it, it's funny. Cause I'm just like, Oh, you poor thing. Like I wish you were back <laughs> to like when I started in 2013, like, you know what I mean? Like I was able to take my buyers back to their house four times before they had to decide to put an offer in, which I have to, I have to say, I like it 10 times better because, they do the they like the house. You know what I mean? I don't like that under pressure. I don't want anyone making a situ- a decision because they feel as if they have to. You know what I mean? So, but you know mm-hmm. what? You know, it's more so just not knowing how to handle a changing market is where they actually came from. Um, and and I see that. I do see that. I definitely think that's a thing. And I I definitely can see. You know, it's. It, I always say this, and and a lot of the other realtors I'm close with always say it too. Like this is not for the faint of heart. This business. No, like, not mm-hmm. at all. Like, nope. it's, it's definitely, you know, um, it's definitely different. <laughs> I don't want to say different. It's definitely, like, it's, it's, not, it's not comfortable sometimes, you know? Like, there's decisions that have to be made or stuff that has to, mm-hmm. you know, deals blow up and it's out of your control. And, some, you know, you just got to swallow it and take it on the chin and do it. Like, I had a deal I was working on a commercial contract for the last four and a half months. And the... The client was the government. Don't get me started, but they, <laughs> yeah. totally, they totally screwed it up. And it's just like, you know, it's so frustrating because now we're back to renegotiating everything. But, you know, like, I guess the best thing, too, is if you're always organized on top of your game. It's This industry is what you put in is what you're going to get out, no matter what, mm-hmm. you know. So I eat, sleep, and breathe it. And I think I tell you guys that all the time. I, I truly love what I do every freaking day. And every day is different. Some days you want to bury your head and cry and, like, like why did I do this? And then there's other days you're like, this is the best thing ever. But it, go, it, it, it is what it is. There's no perfect world and there's no – there's no perfect anything, you know, so it is, it, that's what's going to happen no matter what. But I have to say they, that statistics was pretty crazy, you know, but it is, um, it's just definitely, uh, the, I, I even think that just the fact that like the prices are going to stabilize, I think that's pretty interesting. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't see a lot of prices slowing down either right now. So it's pretty, it's pretty fascinating to see what's going on and where we're at with all of this. And, I mean, I definitely have to say I truly love seeing, like, statistics, you know, like that. That was crazy. It was a blast in 2020, 2021. I'm part of 22, and I'm back to be – I'm happy to be back to a normal market where this is it. I just We just need a little bit more inventory, and that would really be a great normal market, mm-hmm. you know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leah, I also well, noticed – I like – Just know we need your house. Uncle, yeah. Uncle yeah. Uh, ERA needs you instead of Uncle Sam. That's right. How it works. <laughs> That's Leah, how, what, Lynn? No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, how can people get in touch with you, yep. Ms. Leah, if they're interested in putting their house on the market or buying one? <clears throat> you can call me directly at 570-947-9250. You can 
call our office at 570-587-9999 and you can get any of our agents. We have six offices, over 100 agents. We cover over 10 plus counties in northeastern Pennsylvania. We have one of the biggest footprints in the area and we are on all types of social media. So you could just find us either ERA the number one or ERA one source reality. And I guarantee you will find us some way somehow because they always do. There you go. Well, Leah, I just hope uh, things keep looking up and doing well. And like I said, there's no, uh, you know, think about it's a good time to put the house on the market. And if that's what you're thinking, and give Leah a call and she can help you out because um, that they need you. They really need you. <laughs> so We're begging. Um, We're begging. <laughs> begging you. Okay. Well, Leah, have a really good weekend and enjoy your Easter holiday and happy Easter, Passover, Ramadan, all those uh, uh, celebrations happening at once this year. And um, we will see you next week. We thank you for listening. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.